Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, it's Zach Clark, host of The Daily J. As we reflect on and appreciate the impact that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had not only on the world and this country, but right here in Detroit, too, I am reminded of the story of Detroit's place on the Underground Railroad. It was the last stop. See, over a hundred years before Dr. King attended the Detroit Walk for Freedom in 1963, Detroit was paving the way for a better life for black Americans. Today's Daily J originally aired in September. Enjoy. Did you know that the city of Detroit might have been the most significant stop on the Underground Railroad? This congregation was the last stop on the Underground Railroad. Congregation worked with abolitionists such as Frederick Douglass, John Brown, Sojourner Truth. Being that last stop on the Underground Railroad, it helped make Detroit the city we see before us today. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. September is International Underground Railroad Month. It's a time when we celebrate the work that was done to help free enslaved Americans. Most people know it wasn't an actual railroad, but more a series of safe houses. But the Underground Railroad was more than just a path. The Underground Railroad was just this intense network of people, of places, of events, of movements, of fundraising, of all these different elements of 17th and 18th and 19th century life that were kind of melding together to create this really intense network. So oftentimes when we say the Underground Railroad, you know, people think, okay, there's a map. I can draw a map. Right? And I can connect a dot from here to here. It was so unique, so clandestine, so secretive that a connection might be a one and done, right? Or it might be several incidences or several folks moved through a place or by a person at a time. But it had to be fluid and it had to be unique and it had to be secretive to sort of protect everyone that was involved. That right there, that's the voice of Amanda Campbell Crawford, and she's the chair of the Michigan Freedom Trail Commission a group created and funded by the state of Michigan to learn about, explore, and preserve Michigan's Underground Railroad history. That history runs deeply through Detroit. Here's Reverend Lawrence Rogers, senior pastor of Detroit's Second Baptist Church. And this congregation was started by 13 determined men and women who were, some were formerly enslaved and some were born free, and they got together and they developed their own congregation. Congregation was the last stop on the Underground Railroad. The congregation worked with abolitionists such as Frederick Douglass, John Brown, Sojourner Truth, and several others. This congregation helped to free up to 5,000 enslaved persons. 
Second Baptist had two ways of doing this. One way was with a wagon with a false bottom that they would use, and another way was with a steamboat that was owned by a Second Baptist member, George D. Baptiste. And so this church has a profound legacy of abolition and freedom. Being that last stop on the Underground Railroad, it gave people a choice. Continue on to Canada, where freedom was guaranteed, or stay in Michigan, which was a free state, though the Fugitive Slave Act passed by Congress in 1850 made it illegal for any person in any state to help or harbor a slave, freed or not, northern state or not. Despite that, many African Americans stayed in Detroit, which was a big deal, according to Detroit historian and journalist Ken Coleman. It helped make Detroit one of the leading cities for African Americans, and it's very clear that the advocacy of the men and women helped set up the city that we know today. By 1892, William Ferguson was elected to the Michigan State House of Representatives, an African-American. Certainly by the 1920s and 30s, tens of thousands of African-Americans had moved to Detroit uh, and set up organizations like the Detroit NAACP and the Detroit Urban League, helping transition African-Americans from oftentimes uh, sharecropping situations in the South to uh, being becoming uh, employees in, in, in the industrial industry and becoming business owners. And before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. At the end of that last segment, Ken mentioned African Americans being a big part of the labor force in the 20th century. That wasn't at all a coincidence. Here again is Reverend Rogers from the Second Baptist Church. I remember Bradby developed a relationship with Henry Ford. And out of that relationship, he was able to convince Henry Ford to hire African-Americans. And Henry Ford started to hire African-Americans, paying them the same as $5 a day. And that really sparked the great migration of African-Americans coming from states such as Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, coming up that Mississippi River corridor to Detroit, seeking these jobs in the automotive industry, which at that time was some of the best money you could have made in a blue-collar field. So you wouldn't have the richness, the great culture that you see in Detroit without the work that Second Baptist has done. Second Baptist was a part of the Underground Railroad. Furthermore, Second Baptist helped to start the great migration of African Americans from the South to Detroit. But what about everybody? How did Detroit being the last stop on the Underground Railroad change the way all Detroiters act and think? Our historian friend Ken says, look no further than the endearing fighting spirit of the Motor City. Detroit was at the forefront of the union movement. That was a fight, mm -hmm. and the fight for civil rights was huge here. And I wonder if that enduring spirit has made Detroiters fighters. There's no doubt. We often point out as Detroiters, we build things, we create things, and we are fighters. And a big part of that legacy is the African-American experience in Detroit. We were on the front lines in the development of the United Auto Workers in the 1930s. Black people in Detroit and our sister city, Flint, fighting for Americans to receive a decent rate of pay. Fast forward to the civil rights movement. Blacks, whites, working together side by side to advance the idea that no matter what your skin complexion is, you have the right to vote, to live where you want to live. These are experiences that made Detroit the city that it is. 
One of the great things about history is that we can use the past to help explain the present. This podcast is not about abortion, but we've seen the motivation that the overturning of Roe v. Wade has had for people on both sides of the issue, certainly for those on the pro-choice side of things. I spoke with Dr. Erin Dwyer. She's a history professor at Oakland University, and she drew some parallels between the time of the Underground Railroad and now the Slave Act of 1850, and I know that it did cut down on some of the back and forth, but I do think it's notable that it didn't stop people in Michigan from doing what they were doing. No, I think if anything, it really radicalized people because suddenly the laws of another state were now being imposed on states like Michigan. Michigan had abolished slavery within its own borders, as had all northern states by 1850, but suddenly the slave states are saying, Someone who is enslaved, who runs away from Tennessee or Kentucky or Alabama is still considered enslaved when they reach your state. That's not states' rights. That's the slave states imposing their laws on the northern states. And so it's more that people who formerly might have run away from slavery and made a new life for themselves in Michigan and in other free states suddenly realize, I don't feel as free and secure. You heard Reverend Rogers talk about the Second Baptist Church, working with well-known activists like Sojourner Truth and Frederick Douglass, or even Detroit's most famous abolitionist, George de Baptiste. They all helped bring people to freedom. But there certainly were others, and though they were not as well-known, they were still integral. Plus, freedom's not just about breaking the chains of chattel slavery. Second Baptist had a member named Fanny Richards, who was the first black Detroit public school teacher. Before she was embraced by the Detroit public schools, she led classes at Second Baptist. So this spirit of self-determination has been a part of this congregation for over 186 years. We talk about freedom in the context of these men and women gaining their physical freedom. But you talk about financial literacy, that's freedom. Education is freedom. Not being trafficked is freedom. Freedom looks a lot of different ways, and it seems like you guys are focused on many of those ways. That's exactly right. I mean, our freedom is something that's both concrete and abstract. And I think that a person should be free both in an abstract way and in a concrete way, uh, both a physical freedom and also a more figurative freedom and a poetic freedom. I think that a person should be free holistically to be well-rounded, to have the most out of life. This is a history lesson, right? According to Ken Coleman, it's a lesson that needs to be taught over and over and over again. You know, September is National Underground Railroad Month, and I believe it's important that we share these stories, teach them to young people, remind adults of the great history of our state when it comes to efforts to solidify and help communities that have been challenged, help them to move forward. And that is what the Underground Railroad experience helped to bring forward. Detroit is unique for so many reasons. I mean, who put the world on wheels? We did. But could we have done that without being the last stop on the Underground Railroad? It sure doesn't sound like it, does it? Big thank yous all around to Amanda Campbell Crawford, Reverend Lawrence Rogers, Ken Coleman, and Dr. Aaron Dwyer for their help today. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. 
Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.